Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 123. And this week I wanted to talk about testing and testing your players uh, for what what I you know call roll call and and perceptions and things that you need to know about the way that your players are thinking about the program, their teammates, their role within the program itself. And you can ask the right questions. You can uh, try and get the answers that you're seeking, but a lot of times you're not going to get those answers straight out when you're having a one-on-one conversation. Sometimes kids are going to be a lot more comfortable writing some things down and putting them out there in that sort of manner. So how can we uh, find out the information that we desire from our players? And there's three things that, that I have used in the past to help do that. The first one we'll talk about is the foxhole test. Uh, the foxhole test is something that I got from from Coach Meyer, and I'm sure many of you have used it before. Uh, I'm sure we've talked about it on a previous podcast at some point. Uh, but the foxhole test is a great exercise to try and figure out where your team is at and how they feel about their teammates, the, the perceptions in some ways that they have of their teammates. And, and so here is how it works. You, you take a circle and you divide it into four quarters. And you can, you can if you go online, you can find a Google uh, example of this. It's, it's out there. That's what I usually use, I'll be honest with you. That's what I usually use is, is just go to, uh, there's a form that we found somewhere. I, it might be on Coach Meyer's website. Go to CoachDonMeyer.com, and he's probably got something on there about the foxhole test. So the, the foxhole is divided into four quarters, and the player puts their name at the front of the foxhole. So if I were filling it out, I would put Marty Plum. Okay. And then each of those other three quarters are worth three points apiece. So the most valuable part of the foxhole test is the person right behind you, the person that you cannot see where anybody is coming from. And that is the person that would get three points. So who on this team do you trust the most to have your back that, that you feel like that's the person that I feel like in, in, in no way, shape or form would that person ever betray me or hurt me or whatever it may be. This is the person within our program that I have the most trust in, that I want to have my back. And that's who they put in uh, that, that spot right behind. And that's the most valuable spot. That's worth three points. Then immediately to the right, you have their right-hand person. Okay, who is your right-hand person? Who is the person that you know you can lean on and they're, they're going to be your right-hand person within our program? They put them in the right. That spot is worth two points. And then the person that uh, is, their, is their left-hand person that's on there that they can open up and see there, that's worth one point. And it's a really short and quick exercise that takes a minute or two each year to fill out. We have our players fill this out we have them turn it in, and then we total it up as a coaching staff. We do not uh, ever share the numbers that we have uh, with the team. We never really bring it up again. It is simply for the perception of the coaching staff to try and understand the inner workings and the inner relationships of the team. Uh, it's it's worked in, in a lot of different ways. Um when you have maybe one person 
that everybody sees as their their six man, uh, their their person that has their six that has their back. Uh, and there's one universal leader. Uh, you can have a really, really good team by having that team be uh, the, the the center, uh, the 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 nuclear theory here, or the the uh, the heliocentric theory. Excuse me, not nuclear theory. This is why I teach history and not science. The heliocentric leader, and everybody rallies around that one person. Now, of course, if something happens to that person, then your team is in a lot of trouble. That's what happened to us one year. Uh, we lost four starters on a state semifinal team. Uh, we had our best player back. She was our best player. She was the heliocentric leader, and not only was she our best player, but she was our best leader. She tears her ACL, and needless to say, that was a very long season. That was a tough year to go through. Um, You know, there's been other seasons where uh, it's been really balanced, and maybe uh, you have 20 kids in your program, and the most points that any one player has is, let's say, 12, 13 points, and it's a pretty well-balanced team. That probably means you have a lot of really, really good kids on your team. Uh, there's maybe not a lot of clicks, uh, and, and you've got you've got good personalities, and the kids want to work well together. So it can mean a lot of things, but it helps with your perception of the team. It helps you to read into things. The, sex, the second one that we're talking about here is the team perception test. Uh, we never share the foxhole test stuff with the kids. Never, ever, ever do we ever bring it up again. It's just for our knowledge. You can choose to share or to not share your team perception test. And what you do is you have various different categories. And again, I like using the number three. I don't like using, you know, all, let's say you have 20 kids and you're listing one through 20. That gets a little bit long. Uh, But you have a lot of different on the floor and some off the floor categories that you survey your kids about. And and I wrote some of these down here. Uh, Who is our physically, who is the physically toughest player on our team? You know, Mary, Susie, Becky. Uh, Who is the most mentally tough player on our team? Uh, Phyllis, Meredith, and Holly. Uh, Office references there. Um, Who is our vocal leader? Who is our leader by example? Who is our best defender? Who is our best ball handler? Who is our best shooter? Who is our best free throw shooter? Who is our best teammate? Uh, Who is our most clutch player? Who's our best rebounder? Who is our most trusted player on the team? And, and, and whatever number of categories that you want to come up with when it comes to that team perception test. And you take that and, again, you total it up. So then that gives you an opportunity when you're, uh, let's say, you're trying to figure out who is going to be your closing lineup, well, your free throw shooting lineup. And maybe you wouldn't have thought of having Billy in as one of your five free throw shooters. But according to your team, they felt like Billy – is one of their most trusted teammates, and they believe that Billy is their second best free throw shooter. So now you can go to Billy, and you can say, "Hey, Billy, we we you know remember that team perception test that we took here? Yeah, yeah, Coach, remember that? Hey, did you know that you know your teammates view you as as the most trusted player within our program? Oh, I didn't know that, Coach. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you know what? They also see you as a really, really good free throw shooter. And so when we get in at the end of a game, if we're up six with a minute left in the go with a minute left to go in the game, you're probably going to be in the game because your teammates really trust you and we really trust you as a coaching staff. And you can take this information, you can spin it in a lot of different ways to help build up your players and help build up your team to make them 
to make your players confident and to show your players how much trust that they have. You can also use it in a different way. Let's say you have a player who's saying, you know, I'm not playing very much or, you know, why won't you let me shoot more? Let's say I I feel like I'm a really, really good shooter. Well, Billy, you know, according to our stats, you're only shooting 22% from the three-point line. And oh, by the way, uh, you know, your teammates don't think you're a very good shooter either. And sometimes you can use that information to be, you know, kind of brutally blunt in a way that is necessary to help the team. So a team perception test is another great way that you can communicate and find out information from your players as to who they more specifically trust when it comes to certain basketball-specific situations to help you figure out your program and what's good for your team. Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. The third test that you can run with your team is what I call the roll call test. And and there's basically three spots to this. And again, this is kind of like uh, the team perception test. Uh, you can choose to share some information. You can choose to not share any information. You can be selective in the information that you share. But we have we have three levels to our kind of our roll call test. And and the first one is what level do you see yourself playing at next season or this season? Freshman, junior varsity, or varsity. Then the second question is, do you see yourself as a sub or a, as a, somebody that comes off the bench as a substitute or as a starter at said level? So let's say you have a sophomore and they say, you know what, coach, I'm a sophomore. I think I'm going to be on JV. They circle that. But I really think I should be a starter on the JV as a sophomore. Okay, how many minutes a game do you think you should play? That's the third question. So out of 32 minutes, how many minutes do you think you should be playing per game and you know they fill in you know 20 22 26 whatever the number may be you know and so this gives you an opportunity to either to to communicate to a player and possibly maybe to even parents to say hey you know what uh johnny or or mary uh you you see yourself as a varsity starter i'm gonna be honest with you uh you're probably going to be a JV starter. That's kind of the perception we see you at. And you're not going to be a varsity starter that plays 20 minutes a game. You're going to be a JV starter that maybe might be playing half the game. And that way you can kind of head off at the past some of those conversations that, you know, can be difficult to have with kids and with parents uh, along the way. 
you can also use it for kids, and especially like a lot of times with 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 our program or with coaching uh, girls. Sometimes girls will kind of undersell themselves. Boys will oversell themselves. They will uh, very stereotypically think that they're you know the Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. You know, if Coach would have just put me in in the '83 championship game, I you know, and I could throw this football over them mountains there, and you know, that's just the way we think as guys. You know, girls uh, and female athletes uh, a lot of the times. You know, again, dealing with stereotypes, and I'm not saying that all guys are like that and all females are like that, but, you know, a lot of times you can say, hey, uh, Mary, you put yourself down as, as, a, as a starter on the, on the freshman team. You know what? We really see you as a starter on the JV team, and you might even have an a opportunity if you, if you really develop over the season. Maybe you get some varsity minutes by the end of your freshman year, maybe coming off the bench. Don't sell yourself short here. And... You know, those are ways that you can do that. It can also help you have discussion points to explain with your team. Um, you know, a, a lot of times, and again, I'm going to go kind of pick on the guys here. Uh, you got 10 guys that see themselves as varsity starters, and they're all playing, you know, 25 minutes a game. Well, that's 250 minutes. In a high school game, you only have 160 minutes. And you can stand in front of your team and say, hey, fellas, I understand that some of you have aspirations of being a varsity starter. But you know what? We only have five starting spots, and 10 of you see yourselves as starters. That's just not going to happen. There's 10 of you in here that think that you should be playing 25 minutes a game. That's 250 minutes a game. We only have 160 minutes a game to to play. I can only put out kids for 160 minutes. So I'm telling you right now, some of you are going to be disappointed if that's your expectation, that I'm going to be a varsity starter that's playing 25 minutes a game. And quite honestly, if you have that situation, and and I know I had one season that that we had that situation. We had, uh, I, I think I had 10 players that saw themselves as varsity starters for a sum total of something like 240 or 250 minutes and another 10 players who saw themselves as JV starters for about that same numbers. Did we have chemistry issues that season? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And that's that can kind of give you a heads up to some of the where your mentality is with a lot of your kids. And and so it's a good way for you that again these tests can kind of help you Get out ahead of some of these issues and some of these things, and instead of it being kind of sprung on you, maybe you can cut off some of these issues quicker than just allowing them to happen. And you can do it in a non-confrontational manner or before things get too emotional and too heated. And and so I encourage you to to give your players as many opportunities as you as they can to communicate with you. And again, some of your kids are going to be really really comfortable talking to you uh, in your classroom or in the coach's office or wherever the situation may be. But a lot of kids aren't going to be that way. And you need to have as much information to get those perceptions on your teams so that you can know what they're thinking as much as you can. And you're going to realize some things that you didn't realize, and it's going to confirm some of the biases that you already kind of had with that particular group of players. So Foundation Friday number 123, uh, it's, it's testing day. Uh, the foxhole test, the team perception test, and the roll call test. And I encourage you to use one, if not all of these, in your upcoming season to help you with your communication with your players, with your coaching staff, and have your coaching staff come up with as many answers as you can before you jump into the next season. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.